just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 23 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season two, episode one, The Desperate Kingdom of Love. Keeping up appearances. My half brother. My half brother. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. I thought I smelled something. Oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pair. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Now you're talking with you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know, he'd be off somewhere babbling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Ray This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. So welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it is always 10.30 at night so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 1, The Desperate Kingdom of Love Dom. We are here, Season de. that's in French. How are you, my friend? I am very well, thank you. We've made it. We've made it to the next season. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe how quickly this has happened as well. It's, it's crazy yet amazing. But also, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm also bewildered that we are here in season two. Insanity and awesome. It's gone so quick. I feel like we've developed and moved, you know, way far beyond where we began at the beginning of season one in terms of not not our format but maybe we've said you know how comfortable we we feel on the podcast and you know we've, we've developed our sort of style of analyzing one drill but also relating it to our own personal lives and putting our own spin on it and all of the amazing interactions that we're having with our new friends and listeners uh, you know, across social media and Patreon. We're really developing a great community over at Patreon and we're really focusing in this year of 2021 of putting a lot more content on Patreon, video content. We just released a Q&A video uh, that we do monthly on there where Dom and I spent about 40 minutes doing virtual tours of apartment buildings in Wilmington uh, and actually where Nathan's actual apartment is and we watched we reacted to Family Guy you know uh, clips talking about One Tree Hill and great things like that that was really fun so there's lots lots of content like that on our Patreon and lots more to come you can get in on the ground floor at two dollars a month um, and you know any any support we really appreciate it this is a hundred percent you know the dream for Dom and I to be able to 
you know do this you know and, de- and devote more time to that so we really really appreciate your support dom you're in season two you had to pull out of your box set your one tree hill box set the next season did you successfully do so without looking at the cover art i did indeed yes i i try not to look at it at all uh yeah i, I carefully uh well you look at the spine of the the box set of dvds and it just says two and has like the tree hill logo i suppose and um i i take it out but i kind of have i have to look away so i kind of take <laughs> it out and then open it and feel my way to dvd one and then put it in and then when when the dvd's on i go straight to the episodes bit just in case there's any like moving graphics or anything like that and then i just play the episode that's that i'm about to watch so i I do my absolute best to avoid anything that could be a spoiler at any point (laughs) listen to that commitment and you know this was this would have been the one of the few times i would have been happy for you to watch the recap Do, do they have the recap on the dvd uh yeah the the recap on this was really long but it was it was essentially a recap of the entire previous season yeah that's why it was really funny did you watch it i did yeah <laughs> okay you watched this one um because as we know dom has a no recap ban but this one wow. i was gonna say this one was okay i'm actually gonna put the audio of that recap here so our listeners can listen previously on one tree hill look i've got an opening in my lineup first what do you say? So if this new kid's taking your position, he's no longer your teammate, is he? He's your opponent. I can describe Lucas in one word. Bastard. No, no, So what if he wins? What does he get? He gets you. Lucas, I don't know what hurts worse. You and Lucas sneaking around behind my back, or you lying about it to my face. If I could just get up, I'll come over to you, and I'll tell you how much I need you. <sighs> Haley. No, that's just like him. To get you branded with his jersey number right above your he ass. He doesn't even know about it. You have no right to think of him, not today or any other day of his life. How dare you? If you were off helping your little friend Karen in her cafe, you might have been there for him like I was. I need a doctor. I want you out of this house. Or so help me God, I will stab you in your sleep. You're his legal guardian. He's my son. Were you drinking before you drove Lucas? Yes. I want you to leave. Are you serious about wanting to get out of here? I've got a way that you can go, but you have to leave tomorrow. I asked you if you had a problem. Yeah, I do. It's called you, bitch. They handed me the consent forms. He needed surgery. You have a right to be upset, but... Thank you. I need to talk to you. Okay. I think I'm pregnant. I love you, Karen. I thought you weren't ready. I thought you were gonna wait till you got married. I did wait. What are you talking about, Haley? <laughs> we got married last night. Oh, I wanna leave Tree Hill. It's in. The DVD's in. You're watching. You're in season two. What did Crazy. did it did it feel different? Like this is the first time we've had time jump, you know, like Keith has new facial hair. You know, people have haircuts. You know, you always get that transition of when you're like watching straight through a a TV show and then you suddenly see, oh, look, they all look a bit taller or older or thinner or different. Yeah. Did did you feel any of that? 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, my my first thing was is that in the opening credits, Barbara Allen Woods has her own segment now because yeah. she was just a uh, like also featuring or whatever Barbara Allen Woods kind of at, yeah. at the end of each you know opening credits. Now she has her own bit in there, and she's you know she's there. Um, so that that I noticed straight away, and then as the episode started getting going, I noticed it said guest starring Huey Lewis. I know. Which is which is which is which I was like, what the hell? Like Huey Lewis as in Huey Lewis in the news. This the, where's the news? It can only be that Huey Lewis, surely. And then I was thinking, oh, oh what if he's coming on, he's doing a set. Um and then I was like, maybe they're they're, you know, gonna keep chucking in the power of love and actually <laughs> this is a back to the future spin off. <laughs> and then Karen sees like a little Lucas and I'm thinking maybe this is back to the future. It's it's all <laughs> gone a bit crazy. I loved it. I thought, wow, I, I was really looking forward to, to his appearance. I had n- absolutely no idea where he would appear. And then he did. And he did. He's Haley's dad. He's Haley's dad. <laughs> I also like. I have no idea if, well, obviously I've no idea about anything to do with One Tree Hill bar the first season. So... What's really interesting to me is if he's a long-standing part. So I'm kind of, you know, looking forward to seeing if that becomes a thing. Would you want if, him if to Huey, be? Yeah, if Huey Lewis is having to <laughs> be like a repeat performer in this show, that would be quite cool. Yeah, I really like. Bring back character. Cheryl Crow. Get her a part. <laughs> Dom, you have no idea. There's so many people that come in that have parts you'll see you'll see oh, wow. as we go okay. through uh, particularly from music that's why people say you know music is so important to the show and it is but they really like dive deeper into that as the show progresses through the seasons um so should we should we dive on in yeah uh, the, the changes in people we, we'll talk through as we talk through the characters there's some no like quite noticeable bits but nothing major nothing that uh, detracts or distracts too much from the show excellent well who do you want to start with well you know when we did the boy toy auction we always came back to the boy toy auction mm-hmm. I think we need to start this episode kind of in a similar way to that at the uh, a very surprising scene at the beginning of being mm-hmm. at a funeral home and mm-hmm. it's a funeral so well, I'm I'm watching I'm watching this. I did make a video of this excellent. because it, it it flagged up funeral home, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck? What what's happened?" And I like, I'll tell you exactly what I said. Um, <laughs> as I'm watching, I'm thinking, "No way, Dan has died. Fuck off if Dan's died. That's mental." And then I said, "If this is Whitey's funeral, I'm gonna smash up my room. I'm literally gonna smash <laughs> this place up. I cannot be handling that shit right now. No chance." Not um, in a lockdown. You don't need that. No. Not while we're in a third lockdown. I'm like, what have you done to me? We've locked down. You know, we've got nothing we can do outside of our homes. And you make me watch the funeral of my favourite all-time TV character. What's happened? Whitey, a.k.a. Brian. Brian. Super guy. What a great guy. Mm, Love Brian. him. Brian. Yeah, and, but uh, so so and then we, is that what you thought was going to happen? Did you think it was going to be Whitey's funeral? Uh, I, well, it was between Dan and Whitey because they're both, you know, either hospital bound or or one's in hospital, one should be in hospital if that makes sense. Yeah. By this point, 
Um, and then I see Nathan. Uh, I well, it was actually Deb that gives it away because she's just crying too much. I'm thinking she's too emotional for it to be Whitey, so it's got to be Dan that's then in in the coffin that we see Nathan kneeling at, and everyone's like patting him on the shoulder. And I, at this point, I'm like, oh, okay, I think it's a dream. I think this might be a dream. So I actually say it on the video. I'll send it to you later. And I think, oh, it's a dream. And then it gets to like Keith coming, putting his hand on Nathan's shoulder, and they walk off. And then Deb appears. I'm thinking, this is too long to be a dream. What the fuck? This is crazy. This is the most insane way of starting a season. Like the best villain in TV is now dead. Well, how has that happened? And I was thinking, oh, if that was me, I'd play so many pranks. I'd be like, Whoa, and like stuff like that. And all of a sudden, he just grabs a hand. I'm like, ooh, you killed me. <laughs> he said, he says, you killed me, you bitch. Yeah, what a great way to start season two. Wow. <laughs> Talk about impact straight away. <laughs> he love loves that. it. He loves it. He's already all over it. He's only two <laughs> minutes into season two, and he loves it. He loves the vibe. You oh. killed me, bitch. He's in. You killed me. He's in. That's it. Love it. <laughs> it's uh do you know what really struck me this time was uh Keith wearing his sunglasses looking like Mor- Morpheus. Morpheus, <laughs> yeah. And he's it's just it's like he's emotionless. Or or like Leon the professional is like these glasses. <laughs> uh yeah, that. So uh, that's great, and I I, re- I like that you enjoyed that opening scene. I wasn't a hundred percent sure how you were going to feel about it. I definitely knew that I was going to do a little prediction video of what your prediction might be, but I watched it at like <laughs> two in the morning last night next to like a sleeping baby, so I was very conscious of not making any noise. But I was like, I bet that you think that this is Whitey's funeral. Maybe you thought that. Barry Corbin, maybe there was scheduling conflicts, or maybe you know he he was done with that part, or or whatever. Um, but no, thankfully that is not the case. <laughs> and I, I look forward to uh, other people's reactions to my to my video uh, or videos that I've made a, a few of this episode. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about them as we go through. But I, I will send them to you later, and you can upload them, and then let me know what the what the feedback is. Yeah, perfect. What well, so I think what I'm going to do with them is so you so we record, you then send them to me, and then when I release this episode on a Patreon, I'll also release the videos like straight away as well, so they're out at the same time. And then when uh, the episode gets released on all po- all podcast platforms, I'll release the video onto Instagram, so they come out you know in conjunction with when when this episode is released but it's, it's really cool because it's additional additional cool content so people you know get onto the instagram or get onto the patreon and uh you know you can see dom's reaction in live time and uh it's it's great i loved it they're, they're my favorite because you get so excited the one that you did about <laughs> when Dan was walking in and Keith and Deb were under their fur rug by the fire and you were like you didn't even want to play it like you were so nervous <laughs> I love that because I, I had no idea what Dan's reaction was going to be and it's like oh there he is hey boozy <laughs> and then we get to see more of that in this episode the build-up makes it even more painful well who do you want to start with should we start with Dan then it's his yeah. funeral. Start with Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with Dan. 
So Dan is well. So if we were to do it in order, so this the timeline is not linear in this one. That we keep flashing sort of all over the place and sort of getting more exposition to how we ended up at the cliffhangers that we did in the finale of season one, which I think is a good way to start season two. To be like, okay, we're going to answer your questions while continuing to move the the story on. So we get to see Dan's heart attack. And uh, he falls to the floor and he says his infamous line from the last season, which was what, Dom? As a, you better hope I die. Is where it ended in season one. And then here it picks up and Deb's like, so you're threatening me. She starts to consider her options and just throws the phone by him, says, call him yourself. I was so surprised. I, I did a reaction video of this as it was happening. So I, I didn't pause or anything like that. I just kept going. And I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was stunned because she runs in and she's like, oh, Dan, and runs over. And then he says his line. And then that's kind of the last episode ended. I'm thinking she's like, oh, shut up and calls 911 and whatever. And But no, she gets up and she's like, fuck you, mate. Ring him yourself. Good luck. So I, my my uh, I I've now decided that she is wanted for manslaughter, and if uh, if he dies, then she should definitely go to prison for manslaughter. So Maya, she's now a cold killer. Is, is, is it wrong? Is, is it is it wrong that it makes me want her more? <laughs> you got to keep your wits about you now. You you're under a fur rug one minute, she's suffocating you with it the next. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> Always on edge with Deb. Always on edge. We've and that's gone from the best that. place. It's best place to be. You want to be too that comfortable. Wonderful, you know, mum that travelled a lot for her work. To this woman's going to kill me. I, that, I've now realised that she travelled a lot for work because she's on the run. She's <laughs> so. She's basically Dexter Morgan <laughs> of Tree Hill. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so being serious, then do you? Do you see that as a crime? Is that a crime? I guess it is because she she willing she she's made a decision to not intervene where she should be helping him. Right. In if he died, surely, surely that's a crime. That's that's there's got to be some level of manslaughter because she has the capacity to to help even if that's mm. calling um, for an ambulance mm. and she openly chooses not to and sort of stands and kicks back for a bit. So she's... <laughs> Grabs a frosty <laughs> from the fridge, you know. Knowing what we know about uh, how this episode progresses and, and how we get to the end, that that feeling of her responsibility must be like, oh, shit, does he remember? Does he not? Because mm. that's, what, that's what... If I was dead, that's what I'd be worried about. I wouldn't be worried about him coming back and being okay again, I'd be worried that he knew that I gave no shits and just left him to die. Mm, because now he has that leverage over her. Yeah, he already had some leverage, and now he's got even more, and that's that's worse. That's a worse position to be in, to be in his debt mm, and, like, owe him point. something. So, Good point, good point. And, that, and that's the thing, even your, your worst enemy, the person you hate the most, you've still got to assist them medically, you know, Hate them when they're well. Don't hate them when they're dying, you know. 
Well, I decided quite early on in this episode that, that you know, I, I talk about themes and, and stuff like that. quite Well, we both do quite a lot. And I try and pick out a theme for each episode. It doesn't always happen or work because sometimes so many different things come up. But this one was like morality and um, um, moral issues and stuff like that. So there's the whole, does she call an ambulance or not? Does she need to or not? You know, that, that issue. And has she done the right thing? she didn't do the right thing at first and is she you know is there redemption in what she eventually did do you know i don't know until we get further down the line i suppose but there's keith's emotions around his heart attack there's lucas's emotions around it there you know there's nathan and hades as well but they don't really have a moral issue because they're always there for support so it's about what these people go on to do with that information and the moral issues that they they come across with it uh, particularly keith i found i mean deb as well definitely because she's you know a secret assassin but <laughs> definitely definitely keith in this episode which we'll get to sorry huh? mm-hmm. no yeah i agree that's a good that's a really good point so we also see dan practicing uh, a speech and this may be out of order as it always is uh practicing a little speech in his car where he's going to go in and he's going to talk to deb and he's going to say i still love you you know i've made a lot of mistakes you know please see past that see me for like the person i am and you know let's try again let's you know i'm sorry i want to change i want to be a better person which if we're talking about themes that's you know in my opinion that the overarching theme of the entire show you know is about trying to be the person that you want to be lately right so uh and and then this is the point where he he walks in the music cue changes and it's like the music cue and it just goes into the scene from the finale wow it just adds even more weight to that scene what did you think of that it it then starts to immediately change your mind about this character. So we know he's been a, a bastard for, for like 20-odd episodes. And then we start to think that actually, or I do anyway, that everyone else is in the wrong. You almost start to put things together and think, well, okay, so he wanted to be involved in Lucas's life and was rejected by that was rejected by Karen and he was told like by legal representation that he wouldn't necessarily win, but he still tried. Yeah, she was the one that shut that out. Uh, Deb was the one that had the affair and made, you know, life a bit difficult earlier on when Nathan was young. And, uh, and you know, is the one that has, has gone off and done this with Keith now and, and has, has wanted the divorce and has basically stood over him while he's having a heart attack and watch, watching him literally mm. die. Um, and there's all these things that now, you know, uh, what Keith's done as well, Keith not knowing all that information has kind of set his mind into a state of Dan is the bad guy. So, you know, we already have the the old Shakespeare chat of, you know, people not being forthcoming with the truth gives you a perception and an idea of someone that may not be the full story. So I, I'm now in this world of thinking Dan is not really the bad guy in all of this. He's he's played the villain because that's what everyone has made him to be he's not mm. actually that bad at all <laughs> he's just ruthless that all all it is is ruthlessness and if you're ruthless in something like business and something like that then 
you know you're respected and you're seen as someone who's successful whereas in in this in his relationships he's not the bad guy he's just a little bit ruthless with how he reacts to when they when he's when wrong is done by him and uh the the only thing i can't work out um is how that fits with nathan's story because he he is a bastard to nathan he's horrible to nathan uh throughout and we hear the stories but is there something else there that that means he he pushed him to that level level and we know that it was royal and royal did that to him and and then you know he's passed that down to nathan but i can't help but feel like dan isn't as bad as we we've been led to believe all of this time and i'd said it before that there's got to be <laughs> a turning point there has to be something that happens to him for him to suddenly change character and be nice and i don't think this is it I don't think this is it yet. I, firstly, I'm just so so happy about your passion. <laughs> so happy about it, everyone. You hear this, right? He just that was so passionate and fought out, and I can tell you've been thinking about this. This means something to you. He's misunderstood. <laughs> I I love this. I love this. <laughs> Star Trek has been pushed down on the podium, my friend. <laughs> OTH has gone up there in the rafters. There you go. <laughs> no, you made some really, uh, yeah, great points. And I think you're right. He is ruthless, maybe kind of a bit naturally. and he's, But he's also mixed in with that bitterness. He's bitter that these things didn't work out, you know, and that he didn't get to end up potentially with the, the woman that he wanted to in Karen and, you know, did you know, in hyphenated brackets, right by Deb. And I do think he is a bit misunderstood and he won't allow himself, as we've said previously, to be vulnerable in front of anyone. So then he uses that sort of ruthless, short rudeness uh, as a facade, as like a barrier to keep people at, at a distance so that he remains in control and he's not allowing himself to ever be seen as, as weak. So... Yeah, I, and and if you think about it, Deb used to work away all of the time. So he was bringing up Nathan, you know, kind of like a single parent. And yeah, okay, he pushed him really hard, too hard. But you can also see that he was compensating because he didn't ever get his dream. And he's trying to live vicariously through Nathan. Uh, I'm not saying any of that is right because it is definitely, you know, like abusive and not a healthy relationship. Um, but I think that he is made out to be worse than he actually is. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for for what's to come because it's so good. Like as in, I think that, and we've said this previously on previous episodes, that TV shows quite often as they go through, um, progress through their seasons, they, they get larger and larger and larger, if that makes sense, in terms of the, the realms of what we're dealing with. And there's, like, if you were to see an episode of, like, season nine compared to an episode of season one, they, they're, they're very different. Like, as in, there's, there's still the same kind of energy to it, but what we're dealing with in sort of subject matter is, is incredibly different different i'm really excited for for what's to come so much especially in this season in all of the seasons um 
But I'm really excited, mainly just excited that you're loving it so much. I can tell that you are, aren't you? Say it. <laughs> I am loving it. <laughs> we 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 don't really get a lot from Dan other than the the revelations of that he was going to tell Deb that he still loves her, mm-hmm. and the whole Deb standing over him waiting for him to die scene, and the final and scene, the final scene, yeah, where he eventually wakes up and sees Keith and Deb having a little hug in his hospital room. I mean, there's been two occasions where people have woken up and seen a bit of a surprise in front of them in in a hospital in this program so far. And uh, this is definitely the the key one. (laughs) Well, can you also remember what the doctor said his heart condition was? Uh, Like his heart? Something in his heart expands. That means it doesn't beat properly. Yeah, so it's HCM. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a real thing. I'm going to Google that in a second. But uh, they the, they said in the show that it meant that the is it like the muscle layers like thicken around the heart, so it puts more pressure on the heart, and that cardiac arrest could have been brought on by excessive exercise or excessive stress, even. And so I think Deb's thinking that it's the stress, obviously, of him oh, yeah. seeing her and Keith uh, and obviously their whole divorce and all of that. So Putting his hand through a car window isn't going to help. That's his own car window. His <laughs> yeah. own car window. Should have done Keith's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what? Um, what's your prediction for Dam? Uh, two schools of thought um, with the waking up in the room in that he will either shut his eyes and then use that as ammunition against Deb somehow. Like, Oh, I woke up, saw you and Keith hugging each other. I'm not stupid. I know you're doing these things behind my back and use that in the divorce mm. or wake up and go, Oh, we're doing it in my fa- flaunting it in my face. Now are you? I've caught you once and now you've come to do it over my dying body and be all dramatic and kick off about it. So he's going to go down one of those roads. Not sure which one. Okay, excellent. Well, I can tell you that HCM is a real uh, real heart disease. So hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Hypertrophic cardiomyopathy is most often caused by abnormal genes in the heart muscle these genes cause the walls of the heart chamber left ventricle to contract harder and become thicker than normal so that is exactly what they said the thickened walls become stiff so he said it it's hereditary so maybe royal had it or Mm. yeah maybe nathan's got it i was gonna say if it's hereditary maybe maybe lucas has it shit shit so who knows or maybe they don't (laughs) (laughs) just gonna leave that there (laughs) yeah maybe mouth has it what poor mouth well when it when it turns out that dan fathered mouth marvin 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 mouth marvin what's his last name i told you did did i tell you is it mcfadden yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh marvin Oh, should we should we go in with Deb as that kind of connects? Absolutely, the killer, the- <laughs> cold-hearted. cold-hearted. So where's killing Deb? 
tell me about Deb. We've spoken about that scene. Oh, we get Deb in the hospital talking to the doctor and she's questioning kind of subtly not that subtle though being like you know if i'd called earlier would there have been any difference and the doctor's um, saying well in medicine earlier is always better but you did the best you could or something like that yeah so but you called us as soon as you could right didn't you <laughs> and she's like where's this line of questioning come from doctor you're not a police officer someone else found dead in a cupboard <laughs> victim number two <laughs> well could be victim number 30 we don't know yet we don't know the well, full extent of her rampage from our q a video we know that the closets in one tree hill are incredibly <laughs> large so a sizable closet yeah <laughs> there could be many storages of dead bodies well <laughs> so she's got that going on nathan and Haley come to the hospital now we'll talk about Nathan and Haley a bit later, but Deb is in the chapel. She's upset. She's, uh, you know, looking for salvation. I guess um, guidance from God. <laughs> yes, and she starts talking to Nathan about, hey, you know, I came last time I was here is when you were having your tonsils out. I was worried I was going to lose you. Well, you're not going to lose me, mum. It's okay. Haley says something. Oh, thank you, Haley. Haley puts her hand on her shoulder. That nice, you know, reaffirming, reassuring touch. Familiar <laughs> touch. I, Why are you saying touch like that? Familiar touch on her shoulder. It's nice. This hand has been here before. It'll be there again. I'm here to comfort you with my touch. <laughs> Pick up jewelry. <laughs> Barbecue bows. So they. <laughs> but then Deb puts her hand on top of Haley's hand, on top of her touch. She touches yes. her touch. This was a prediction video. Well, what happened, my friend? I had to pause it. I paused it on hand on hand. So at first, I thought, oh, that's Nathan's hand. And I was like, that's not Nathan's hand. That's that's Bethany Joy Lenz's hand. That is Haley's hand right there. So you're, Nathan, either, you, you're either saying that Haley's Nathan got has man girly hands. hands. No, Nathan has Nathan. girly hands. <laughs> girly hands Nathan. That's what we call him. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I uh, you're watching it, thinking, oh, it's Nathan's hand, because I thought he was kind of sitting there consoling his mum, and then I realised that it's not, because it's the wrong hand, it's a left hand, so it's, it's um, and he was sitting, it would have been his right hand, and I was like, oh, his thumb's in the wrong place, he's got freaky hands. You um, really thought about this, didn't you? I had to, yeah, because I paused it, and I thought, I don't want to go any further, because I want to predict what's going to happen now, Um, and... <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. Is the predictions video, are they, uh, they're not ruining your flow of watching it, are they? Because you watch it twice, right? But it's I, not. I, my, my first watch is the pause and make prediction videos, because otherwise it wouldn't be a prediction. Yeah. Uh, and then my second watch, I watch all the way through without stopping. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah. it doesn't affect... I don't want you, yeah, I don't want you to not enjoy it, you know? No, I'm, I'm enjoying it, it's fine. You I, know. We can all tell you... you are. <laughs> you can all tell. You're basically salivating through the screen for the second oh, I episode. I can't stop it. I have to keep popping it up. <laughs> so yeah. So, so the touch. So Jelly hands, hands. Nathan is sitting <laughs> to Deb's left, 
so it can't be him. Um, Haley is reaching across and touching, and then she puts her hand on top, and then that's it. I pause it there, and then I'm like, oh, this is it. She's going to find out now. And I, I actually touch the screen and go, there's the ring, <laughs> <laughs> and like Haley's wedding ring. And uh, so this is a moment where she, her hand's going to move, and she's going to like rub the ring. Oh, that sounds a bit <laughs> awkward. Um, <laughs> Let's just move on. Keep going. Keep going. Um, once she's rubbed that ring, she then she's then going to question where that's come from. Oh, that's new. And then, you know, find out that they've been married. So I went down the two predictions road again, where I said that prediction option A is she's a bit upset because she wasn't invited, but she recognises that it's young love and she's really happy for them because they found each other and that's what they've gone and done. She just would have liked to have known and been involved. But prediction option B, which I, which is the one I said I, I would go for, is that she kicks off, goes absolutely crazy, and kills both of them with a candlestick that's in the chapel. Oh, wow! So they're victim, technically three and four now because he's three and she's four. killed Dan and the Doctor. So yeah. Haley and Nathan are three and four. <laughs> Well, uh, four and a half because technically she killed Keith's virginity as well. So <laughs> she smashed that. <laughs> oh, dear. So, okay. We get a line in here that has stayed with me for such a long time. Like, as in, I, it, it haunts me, which is when um, she says, shut up, Hayley, uh, which is like, whoa, where the tone has shifted. The tone has shifted. That's not the bit that, that stays with me. It's the shut your selfish little mouth. Oh my God. Like I've, wow. Like, wow. That's like, it, it, it feels real. It feels like that's something that someone would say if they were that angry. And to be honest, to be honest, I don't know if she's wrong. I, I mean, don't know if she's wrong. Like, I had I had included my oh it's kicking off now kind of video after I'd made my prediction. So I, I resumed playing and I, I carried on videoing. And um well I I'll let you see what my reaction was on, on the video. But are you it. are you in agreement with me that like as in I isn't... I basically said don't tell her to shut up. <laughs> oh, you're on the other way around. I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm on Haley's side here a little bit. Well, I am. I see, look, I am on Haley's side forever, always and forever. You could say, I'm but not sure it sounds that way, Simon. No, but come on, like, and we'll talk about it when we get there. And you know, Nathan's like, we're never going to hide our marriage. Yeah, okay, but you haven't told your parents. You, you're like sixteen or something. Like, just maybe, maybe just give it a minute. Like, pick your moment to tell them, you know. Like, I think it it could it potentially is coming across as selfish because you know that it's going to be something that's going to be heightened the stress levels potentially or definitely. And it's like, well, now's not the time. Like, it doesn't, I, I don't know, because I'm conflicted about it in my own mind, actually. Because, yeah, they shouldn't have to hide anything, of course. But, you know, just pick, pick your battles sometimes. I, I mean, Haley did say that. She did say, maybe we shouldn't tell them now. Do you want me to come in with you still? You know, where where do we go from here? So at every point, Haley has said, 
I think we need to be sensible about this. And Nathan's mm. like, no, 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 let's let's just keep going. So Hayley's done nothing wrong, really. Um, mm. uh, but I know what you're saying. They're very young. They got married without anyone's prior knowledge, like on the Scott side of things. Mm. Um, and it's all a bit awkward, isn't it? And, and a bit strange. What I didn't like is Deb's immediate reaction of blaming them for killing Dan. You've killed Dan. This is your fault. The reason this has happened is because of you. You stressed him out. You left him. You did this. You did that. You did that. Mm. And actually, she watched him die and yeah. fucked his brother. So, <laughs> 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 Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, she's just saying that out of pain. And, and I'd hope they would know that. I mean, she went straight out. Deb went straight out of the room and cried. Um, and then co- coincidentally ran into Karen. I had no idea that Dan was there. But that's a different tangent there. But yeah, completely. What she was saying, it holds no weight at all. And I'm, you know, I hope that she will apologize for that. But we will see. But yeah, now that holds no weight. And it was really harsh. I mean, I think it's just, this is a side of Deb we haven't seen before. We haven't seen any of this before. We've seen Brazier's. We've seen, you know, good time Deb. <laughs> we've seen you know <laughs> business deb supportive deb then we've seen you know i'm gonna divorce you deb we've seen these debs we haven't seen killer evil harsh blame someone rude else deb, blaming someone else but i i do think the the shut your selfish little mouth is it, yeah I, you're turning my head on it. I, I'm because I, you're right. I mean, Haley did said all of that stuff, um, but that reaction just always sticks with me because not everyone can be so calm in those moments, you know. Um, and there could be many things going on that she wasn't consult consulted about it. Maybe she'd wanted to have been there. She's worried that you know he's emancipated. He's married at sixteen. What's 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 happening with his life? You know. I don't know. Are they going to go down there having a baby road? Is that why they've got married? Mm. Are they literally mm. mirroring Dan and and her life? Mm. Yeah. Wow. So she walks out of the room. She sees Karen. Uh, she cries to Karen. They have a conversation. She, she She tells her what's been happening, which is, you know, a crazy dynamic, really, because you're talking about they both have a kid by him you know it was he dan was karen's like first love or you know high school romance so crazy and (laughs) then (laughs) that's it isn't it and then we have the the hug at the end when keith comes back that's it for dev have i missed anything uh no i think i think that is that is it the the only thing is that i thought karen would be her next victim when they're sitting having coffee she's like i'm telling you everything now and now i'm gonna have to kill you as well so karen was victim number five mm. five and a half <laughs> five and a half Keith sorry Virginia. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. keep throwing that yeah. <laughs> so how would she have done karen just uh coffee mug to the head okay <laughs> and then in the closet with the others done yeah yeah stuff them all in not even stuffing. They're they're roomy, roomy closets. So, <laughs> uh, so prediction for Deb. It all depends on Dan's reaction. So I think she's gonna. I think Dan might be sneaky and not say. I rem- I think he's. 
what I want to say is I think he's going to pretend that he doesn't remember the conversation before he passed out. Um, right. And like begging for help, basically, and her saying like, fuck you. So she might try and play the, oh, I called the ambulance, you know, uh, do you remember? And he'll be like, remember what? And she's like, oh, that I was there and I called the ambulance for you. Maybe we should stay together, you know, not get divorced. Because I think she was maybe regretting it a little bit. But she does call him the arsiest ass of all time or something like that is, is what she she says about him to his face when he's dying. Um, so uh, what I'd kind of like to happen is Dan to go, I remember what you did. That's a really shitty thing to do. I'm going to use that information, hold it against you forever and her to just be in this world of fear and tension. But um, I think he'll play it a little bit longer. Maybe like okay. two more episodes and then he'll <laughs> say something. Okay. So we yeah, will I'm, see. I think she needs to apologize to Haley. Yeah, for certain. She definitely that. needs to apologize to Haley. Um Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. But at the same time she thinks that she's killed her husband. Or yeah. Well, he hadn't signed, had he? There was he'd written the first letter of his name. There was a D on there and that was it when we saw the uh the divorce papers in the in the episode. So who should we go to next? Should we go into Karen? Does that should make we, yeah. sense? Should we cover off Karen and kind of cover off Whitey at the same time? Or do yeah. we as yeah, much yeah. as I, I want to give Whitey the airtime, I think let's let's do them both. Because their their storyline they they don't have well Whitey doesn't have as much to do in this episode as as the rest does. So we do Karen and then get onto the rest so karen is obviously upset that lucas is gone and feels like her, her world is changing and keith is gone obviously as well and she sees the kid in the gray hoodie playing basketball across you know across the front of the cafe and uh i thought that was quite a good moment it was quite good to put that in i'm still in my this is back to the future mode um and she's somehow time traveled um and then she closes the cafe for the day and she kind of makes the decision from there to go and see Whitey and go and visit him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, got his eyes shut. She's like, Coach Durham? <laughs> and I, I was thinking he'd be like, who the hell's that there who's coming to visit me now? <laughs> kind of thing. But he like opens his eyes like, oh, Karen. <laughs> and basically says that his nurse is hideously ugly. <laughs> she looks, she <laughs> so looks pretends like... pretends to be asleep. He says she looks like death. Just uglier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, classic Whitey. Love that. And uh, he says, she's, he says, oh, are you feeling like you've got an empty nest? Perhaps that's what Lucas wanted so that, you, you know, all of the silence around you will force you to have to make some noise of your own. He put that better than what I've just said. But it was really good. And he said, you know what I'd do if I was your age? everything i would do everything i wouldn't care how i looked doing it and then i would turn around and i would do it all again i I love that he he like shot up from it like in his bed didn't he and he was like stop saying like i might do this i might do that just do it you've got if i was your age i'd be doing all of it and i'd do it again and i wouldn't care what anyone else was saying about it or thinking about it because you know it's up to me what i want to do and you've got this great opportunity why are you wasting it? Stop wasting your life. And that, that was like, wow, like mega reality slap. 
it's kind of the slap that Keith has always needed that that Karen is now getting, and that's that's a re- oh, I thought it was a really really good moment, and one of those really good messages that you know that stand out to me in particular at the moment with you know what with me not particularly liking my job and and you know things changing and stuff like that and the world the way it is at the moment it's um you know messages like that that come across like really have an impact on me so like like I said the impact of Keith and moving and getting a new job and and what Whitey's now said to to Karen it, it all means something and that that's what's really important and Karen's reaction to it as well she's like smiling and she's happy that someone is saying this to her and she knows that she's got that opportunity um and she feels it's like she comes away from that feeling positive I'm pretty sure she has a new haircut um <laughs> <laughs> and that was one one that I noticed one that well, another thing that I noticed was Dan but I'll talk about that a little bit later um but yeah Karen is it feels like Karen is coming out of this a bit more positive uh, until she bumps into Deb in the corridor. Yeah, 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 totally. I, I completely agree with everything you've said. She also said that she might take some classes at the university, she said. Yeah, that. Um, but that's what Whitey kicks off about, saying, what What do you mean you might just do it? You mm. Go for it. There's nothing holding you back, nothing stopping you. Yeah, which that's also, if we think back, she went to this cooking school in Italy. Have we well, seen the payoff of that? I like it. Did 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 she has she been serving gelatos or something at the at the cafe? Like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Was it? Because I haven't seen nothing Italian in there. Nothing. No macaroons and nothing. Is a macaroon Italian? Is it is it Italian, Dominic? Sure, yeah. That's kind of. I'm too scared. <laughs> what is what is brilliant about that about Karen is that when I was watching it I don't I didn't do a recording of it but I was watching it and her saying oh I want to do like this course at college or whatever and White saying you can do anything I was like you've just spent six fucking <laughs> weeks in Italy what is wrong with you you've had your chance you're not doing anything with it continue to live your life <laughs> and let other people have fun now Karen <laughs> you, you had a new haircut. You had some Italian silky haircut, and now look at you. Yeah. Now look at you. Nothing. You did nothing with it. I haven't seen a <laughs> certificate on the fridge or nothing. Where's my lasagna, Karen? <laughs> yeah. We did. <laughs> you didn't. You now. You're not doing gourmet pizzas or anything like in a stone oven. Oven stone bake <laughs> oven. What's it called, Dominic? I'm so angry. Pizza it's- oven. A stone, it's a stone oven. What's it called? The stone bakes, right? Stone baked oven. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. You're a waste. <laughs> of fucking oxygen. Wow. I'm done with you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Karen then sees Deb in the corridor. They have their chat, as we've explained already. And the kind of final moment, there's two final moments of Karen. One where she goes to the hospital and asks to see... Uh, ask what room Dan Scott is in and the lady says that's only for family members and she says he's the father of my child which I'm thinking is like okay that's a bit you know cheat you could have just lied said I'm his cousin or something yeah the woman actually in the next scene it was actually deleted said oh that's funny because Mrs McFadden just came in and said the the exact same thing about her son Mal (laughs) 
That's not a deleted scene. Stop it. Stop being naughty. That's bad. Sorry. All these curveballs that could be true. <laughs> um, but when so, she says... Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll just jump over the Lucas comes back she gives him a hug oh she's all happy again great her fucking nest is full again um, she <laughs> doesn't has need a to little... go to university now does she no you know, clearly you know her kid's back alright I'll just continue not making lasagna in my shit cafe great well, I haven't had a fucking music event since you know Deb's done all sorts of stupid things and Haley's had no idea since so you know I'll just continue to run my shit business and close it in the middle of the trading day and make absolutely no money don't mm-hmm. you get me started on Karen, Simon. <laughs> well, you remember my feelings on her in like, the first like three or four episodes. So I do. I believe you referred to her as a doormat. <laughs> Several times. Anyway, <laughs> she goes and asks to see Dan. And she says, he's the father of my kid, blah, blah, blah. So I think there has to be a moment. Uh, the whole point of the episode is, is time lapses and it's jumping around. So I think this is after Deb and Keith have left. She goes in to then talk to him. Mm. That's what I think. That's my prediction. Is is that the next episode will be her and Dan's conversation? Okay. And Interesting. She'll say, "Oh, Lucas is back! Yeah, I'm so happy. You, we, we could be a family again. I could be Mrs. Scott for once. Everyone else seems to be a Mrs. Scott. Deb, yeah, Haley, Mouth's mum, <laughs> Mouth McFadden Scott." <laughs> calling it calling it right now uh, you don't okay. need to call it you've seen it all <laughs> uh yes okay so <laughs> what uh who should we go to next oh that was kind of whitey done as well wasn't it he no really the, 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 no that wasn't whitey done Whitey had like the biggest imp this had the biggest impact on me on in television history what do you mean what why he has a scene of? later on what yes, do you mean you don't remember? It, it's the course. most important scene in the whole episode. Of course he did. What scene? I Go back and fucking watch it. I watched it twice. Well, I'm you so obviously tired. weren't watching it that bit. Stop I'm having a baby. <laughs> I'm sleep deprived. The doctor comes can, in. I've got grey chest hairs, Dominic. <laughs> I was in bed like the other night and I was like, what's that? Oh my God. My chest hairs are going white. Do you know what that means? It's like someone's put mayonnaise around the outside of my burger nipples. <laughs> oh, God. No, seriously, I like, it's a whole thing. There's like, look, if I do this with my face, look all these wrinkles. Look at this. I'm 33. I'm aging by the day. If I do the same, smooth. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Botox. You're doing yeah. Botox, aren't you? Hundred percent. I got lip fillers as well. <laughs> Everyone knew that, but the... <laughs> that's just a given. Did, didn't know about the Botox. You anyway, slide dog. Back to the most important part of this entire episode that you seem to have completely skipped over because you're crazy. Wait, wait. wait. Don't me tell think, me to me wait. Think. Can I think? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what can I call you if you if I'm the colonel? What should I call you when you're getting authoritative, assertive? <laughs> master oh wow i don't know that's that that feels more sexual i thought mine was sexual <laughs> enough but yours feels more Say okay it. master thank you <laughs> what <laughs> i can't remember tell me the doctor comes in and says oh Mr. yeah Durham, 
Oh, he remembers now, does he? <laughs> Fuck's sake. After all of that. Continue, comes master. in and says, Mr. Durham, or whatever, um, the the tumour is now pressing against your nerves in your, like, and that's what's affecting your vision. And we're going to have to operate and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. It could be, there could be, you know, consequences. It could be fatal. That's that sort of thing. He has a tumour. He was lying. Yeah. He had nothing wrong with his eyes other than, well, the the tumour making something wrong with his eyes, but he has a tumour. Yeah. yeah. This is terrifying. Yeah. This it is, is. This is scary times. This is, this is, I'm going to, shall I send you the picture now? Have you got your phone on you? Yes. I'm gonna. I, I took a picture of my face, at the knowledge, of Whitey having a tumor. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to put this on Instagram as well then. Hold on, it's sending. It's trying. Oh yeah. You got it. Oh God, you're so sad. <laughs> that's 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 the saddest I can get watching a TV show. It's very sad. I great beard though. You've been Thank shaping me. that up. No, you shaved really. that just, up. Just Shut it, up. Just let it happen. Come it's on. Na- that's natural flow, my friend. <laughs> no, look at that moustache. <laughs> Get rid of you've that. You've done... No, you've you've gone... The... You want me to focus on your sadness. I'm focusing on this beautiful moustache. You've, you've sort of done the edges here, isn't it? Like... No, that just like doesn't Where the sound. frown lines. No, it's I really promise good. you. It's that's really that's good. Just, that's natural. That just happens. It's really good. Well, everyone, I'll put this picture on Instagram and you can look at the moustache yourself. It's perfect. I want people to focus on the hurt in my eyes that my favourite TV character has got a brain tumour. I don't yeah. care about the facial hair. <laughs> really nice eye. You look very well rested. <laughs> For the first time. It's because I've had a week and a half off work. It looks good. You look good. I love, I, I've missed you. Are you flirting with when me? I, when I see... <laughs> Yes, master. I think we always are, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> is that not what the podcast is? It's just it's least... 20, 24 episodes of us flirting. <laughs> Do you know, right, speaking of which, for uh, for our people out there, for on our Patreon, we have f- over 50 podcast episodes. I counted them the other day because Dom and I have been doing this less than a year i think our first episode we recorded in february of 2020 so in less than a year we've got published out there over 50 i think 53 episodes podcast episodes and about 20 half of those about 25 of those are one one tree hill two of them are prison break that's going on at fox river that's going on weekly and then the other like 20 are uh, mighty 90s one if you don't know because we've got a crazy back catalogue dom like i was thinking about this the other day of podcasts that are just exclusive to our patreon that people might not have even heard of like we have uh celebrity guests we had matt doherty played averman in the mighty ducks he came on for two episodes covering the first mighty ducks and the second one on the first one of, of those episodes of, of uh, talking about mighty ducks i um broke several traffic laws to get there on time <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that we were on time for for Averman to come on and talk to us. That was my my mistake because I messed up the time difference and I, <laughs> and I got it wrong. And but yeah, that that was our first one. And then we had um, Brandon Baker on. He played Johnny Tsunami. That was like one of our best ones. That was like a really 
we spoke about the movie, sure, but then we were talking about all kinds of, you know, life lessons and life affirming stories and all kinds of things that were really cool. Roldy Lewis. Who was who, Dom? Uh, Junior Bevel in uh, Cool Runnings. That episode, it was it was just under four hours. We did the whole movie scene by scene with him, uh, which was with Cool Runnings, which was amazing. We had uh, Thomas Tulick, who played Too Small in Hook, you know, the, the Robin Williams movie, which was amazing. That was a really fun one. We had uh, The Little Giants. If, you, if you've seen The Little Giants with Rick Moranis, Ed O'Neill, we had Icebox, the, the main character. We had her, uh, Shauna Waldron, and Todd Bosley, who was Jake in The Little Giants, and he's in loads of other things as well. Who else have we had? Oh, we had Kate Sargent, Kate Sargent. from Three Ninjas. Yeah, which was uh, which was a really big one. She now is a, a writer in Hollywood, writes on like the CSI shows and other shows, and uh, and a few more. Oh, uh, Michael Lasky, he played Colt in Three Ninjas. He was really fun. He's now uh, an MMA fighter, and he was really funny. Do you remember he was that good, one? Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, but if if people want to get all of that uh information and content where can they go simon to patreon ravenshoops.net for two dollars you'll unlock all of that stuff and look you know we wouldn't even be offended if you you can pay pay your two dollars listen to it all within like a couple weeks and just cancel it like it's (laughs) we're we're not going to be offended by that you know um but also you get all your bonus episodes but um, I don't know if people know how much content like we have on there. Uh, and we've, we've also got loads of movies that we've covered that's just you and me. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, you know, get involved. And then if you're not with it, though we put content on there every week. But, you know, cancel it any time. But I can't remember what the point of this was. What was this connecting <laughs> to? I don't know. Maybe I'll commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Give us money, please. <laughs> Come Insert on. commercial here. <laughs> Should I put it here? Yeah. Fuck it. We're putting it in here. Patreon, we're going early. It's an hour in. Why not? <laughs> sure. If you want to find out more about our Patreon and help Dom and I live our dreams. Dom hates his job. For the <laughs> love of God, help him. You know? <laughs> I do hate my job. He had listened to him. Remember the perfect moustache face that I'm going to put on Instagram? It's so sad. What you what should do is say not only is that Whitey Durham's, you know, potential tumour uh, and, you know, coming death that could happen that is that is breaking my heart, and that's also my work that has done that to me. Simon yeah, every... saying I look so well-rested is, is amazing because I, I never look well-rested. <laughs> and we've actually been able to do quite a bit of podcasting this week. So look, it makes him happy. Makes him happy, <laughs> makes me happy. This Patreon commercial right here. Hello and welcome to 1030 Productions. He just became a raven. Welcome to Prisneyland, Fish. Our network is made up of two podcasts. The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show. And Fox River, a prison break podcast covering each individual episode of the show. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. 
But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity or The Yard. Get on the train, please. Get on the train. You will receive one week early release on all episodes, Ravens and Fox River as well as exclusive access to our One Tree Hill monthly bonus episodes, our Prison Break monthly bonus episodes, access to the Mighty 90s movie and TV podcast episodes, and a patron shout-out on the podcast. The second tier, Varsity. Look, I've got an opening in my lineup. Varsity. Chance of a lifetime. What do you say? Or Gen Pop. Popping off up in Gen Pop! All of the perks from Junior Varsity and The Yard and join us live on a bonus episode, Ravens or Fox River, to have your say and ask questions, as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions. And the final tier, Hall of Fame or The Hole. When you call a piece of white trash who couldn't pass the cops exam and now makes less than a mailman. If there's anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this and we appreciate you all. You can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net. Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three, Ravens! So, Dom, to our judgments. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, it's a sad face, yeah. So, who to next? Have we finished with Whitey? Oh, well, what do you yeah. think is going to happen clearly, to Whitey? Clearly, you're not interested in what's going to happen to him in the future, so lo- let's I just move Whitey. on. No, what do you think is <laughs> going to happen then? I think this needs to be the retiring thing. I think he'll come out of it okay Everyone will be surprised and they'll be like, why the hell didn't you tell us? We could have been there more supportive and helped you. So it would get out that he's, you know, that maybe there's been complications uh, somewhere down the line. Um, it'd be interesting to see who he's put down as his like emergency contact. I kind of think that he'd put Keith down um, as his contact. Um, in a weird way, he might have put Dan down, but I, I don't think he would have done really. So, um let's say let's say he's put Keith down as his emergency contact and Keith has to sign off on some sort of aspect of the operation or something like that for him to be able to see and live um but I think this could be his retirement coming out okay. a bit earlier than he wanted which is very sad for me as you can very, see in the picture very yes yeah, so now everyone can see so yeah. Okay, so are we done with Karen as well? Yeah, yeah, totally done with her. Been done. Yeah, she's awful. <laughs> she's not really. I think I actually think Moira Kelly does does a really good job of it. But um, yeah, I just don't respect Karen at all at the moment. <laughs> she's, great. she's great if you just come in from a muddy walk, though. But... <laughs> somewhere to put the wellies isn't it (laughs) uh so who should we go to now do we go to we can lucas and keith we can do together and nathan and Haley. we can do together um and brooke and peyton we can do together so where would you like to go should we go to let's go to lucas and keith okay because i've got a couple of bits like 
predictions for them. More Keith than Lucas is what I think will happen. Okay, so we see them post Keith's Morpheus look at the funeral. We see them on the beach, which we're guessing is in Charlestown, and uh, Lucas has had a haircut. Lucas has had a haircut, and Keith's facial hair has changed in a day. <laughs> yeah, he's now got a full goatee. Did he have like a moustache before? And now he's he got the full. He had the like the tash and the bit at the bottom, didn't he? And like the soul patchy bit, but it wasn't connected. Right, now it's right, all right. connected. But that's that's fine. That's TV. In, in the, I was thinking this the whole time. In, in the real world, there would have been a like six month to nearly a year gap of, yeah. of each season. So no one's going to be remembering that his goatee isn't right or anything like that, unless they watch the recap really carefully. Cause yeah. He, is featured in the recap. But, but this happened with Dan's stubble. Dan's stubble changed in three or four scenes, which yeah, I found difficult um, to watch. I found it was a bit frustrating, but that's TV. We've got to get to see past these things, haven't we? It's the continuity. And, you Everyone's know, I makeup mean... is a little bit darker as well. I don't know whether they've all had a summer holiday and they've all come back and they're all tanned and they're desperately trying to cover that up. That's how it feels. Deb's makeup feels a little bit darker. Haley's felt a little bit darker. Or maybe it's my maybe the contrast on my TV's fucked. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you you be you're not used to this DVD brightness, Dom. Yeah. You're out there streaming from wherever. But yeah, that <laughs> this is how they've always looked. It's oh just... right, okay. <laughs> I've got the brightness turned up too high on my iPad. Okay, what did you think of? I know that you're a fan of whatever facial hair Keith's going to sport, so I'm not even going to ask. Um, but what did you make of Lucas's hair? I, it was bold. It was a bit, you know, that's a big change. It's a big change. It new, You know, new was it new town, new look? Was that the... Yeah. Was that the theme? And he says, and Keith, Keith says, okay, whatever you say, Felicity, which I thought was very funny, but then I, I didn't know why. <laughs> I don't know who Felicity. I don't know. I'm guessing it's a TV show or something. Or if it'd been like, yeah, okay, whatever, Sinead O'Connor, that would have been hilarious. That one, I probably that would have floored me. I would have stopped it. Said, I don't need to watch anymore. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it there, Evan. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. I, I don't know whether that was because of maybe other work commitments or something like that, and he's had to lop it off or. I don't know. He was in that movie House of Wax, you know, the horror horror movie. Do you see that one? Oh, yeah, it's not very good, though. It's rubbish, isn't it? It's got Paris yes. Hilton in it as well, so it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think he was playing, like, a bit like the bad boy in it or something, and I think he had a shaved head in that, so maybe it was from that, or I don't know. But, but it, yeah, it makes sense. Like, they, they tend to not make those differences unless they have to so if he's had to do that because of another work commitment that that makes sense it's fine it, and they they put it in for a reason you know keith has gone oh wow why well, you know why the change what's happened here and it's like you know new new town new look so fair enough i think if he's had to make that change in real real life and they've built it into this then yeah fine it's easier to go that way than you know if it's the next day and now he's got like you know a headband a number two ponytail (laughs) yes it was easier for it to be shorter because it's like oh yeah he had a haircut not that he's now suddenly grown like 10 inches of hair overnight (laughs) you know so or facial hair 
But mm. yeah, they're on the beach and they're sort of saying it's a fresh start. We're going to like it here. At this point, are you thinking, oh, we're going to have these separate timelines that follow Keith and Lucas on their separate adventures while we also follow, you know, what's happening in, um, I was about to say in Scranton, in Tree Hill. <laughs> um, I I thought, how long is this going to last? Because uh, it f- for me, I, I thought he, he can't be there for long. There's no way. He's too... Lucas, I mean, he's too integral to everybody's life in terms of how he affects them all. Um, and he's too, he's too involved in that basketball team to not be there. So it was how long is this going to last? Is this, are they like on a summer holiday or something like that? And, and that's when he's going to go back. Well, can I just add in that this is this is the off season. So the fact that they, they were out of the playoffs. So we're now in the off season okay well fair enough. It, it makes sense to my little thought of how long is it going to last then if this is like a i mean for over here it'd be like is it a half term <laughs> we're in we're in the october half term <laughs> <laughs> they got nothing to do for two weeks or whatever but yeah is this kind of a a holiday from school anyway and a break they're in the off season because they've like you said they've just lost their game um and they've kind of not got a lot to do and both of their coaches are in hospital, so yeah. they, they can't uh, train anyway. So bring in um, McKellum. Yeah, <laughs> he sucks. Um, so I, I just kind of thought, how long is it going to last? Is it going to be an episode or two before he goes back? Um, but part of my prediction for what happens with them is, is based around that. So do you want me to tell you it now? Please. So I, I think Lucas will go back. Uh, Keith will have taken him to visit Dan and kind of say hello to everyone. And Keith will go back to Charlestown. Because he's got the teaching job. Because he's got the job. So when they were doing their list, so part of the episode is they do their list of like pros and cons, stay or go, uh, why stay, why go, you know, that sort of thing. And there's a, you know, a lot of reasons on there already. Um, and one of them is Keith's job. It's because Karen smashed his heart to bits uh, for Lucas, it's yeah, and both of them really. It's because of Dan, who's top of the list. The other two reasons are uh, Peyton and Brooke, and how it left things there. And then um, this is where Lucas says, "Oh, Nathan," and Keith instinctively goes to write why he shouldn't be, why they shouldn't go home, as as Nathan is is under that column, and he says, "No, no, no, Nathan's the other column. I could be there for him. I could, you, you know, support him. We're getting a lot closer now. He's now married to my." bestest friend in the world who i should have married um <laughs> that only... bit did seem a little bit odd keith was like oh, that must have been weird for you and he's like yeah i was thinking dom's gonna be thinking that yeah that's why would that be weird for him like they were already together like it doesn't really change yeah it changes it ups the level of the relationship of course of course i understand that i'm married myself i love it <laughs> i get it but what um it do, it shouldn't it's not like earth shattering to him unless he's got a pawn in the game yeah absolutely there's you know he's planted seeds all, all the way along see you know through season one um anyway we'll we'll, we'll see that when it happens you know uh, at the end of this episode with nathan and Haley, there was a, a moment wasn't there 
Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll get back to these two. Th- this is another area where there's a slight continuity error that I feel like I it would I wouldn't be doing my duty if I didn't bring it up. Okay. So <laughs> Keith goes to write Nathan on the box, yeah. So it's a refrigerator mm-hmm. box that's standing upright, and he's got the lists written out. And when he writes Nathan, the first time we see him write Nathan, the word above it and the writing from the actual box that's printed on the box doesn't leave him much space so he's writing nathan with not a lot of room and it and the the n fits almost perfectly in that gap then it goes to lucas and then it goes back and then the gap between the printed writing on the box and the actual writing is massive so he's obviously at some point cocked up that list (laughs) and they've (laughs) they've had to redo that scene which kind of made me laugh because i'm kind of hoping that um Craig Sheffer just wrote cock on there or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and just and just left it there. Or maybe he wrote James instead of Nathan or something like that. You know, you never know. Mm, but um mm. I'm hoping that there's there's like a little error in there and they've had to go, go and redo they'll see them like Craig, we now have to get this box again, we have to get exactly the same one. Can somebody buy that fridge again? But you have better buy two fridges, Craig. <laughs> it's coming out of your salary this week. Do you do you know what um that's a really good spot. I didn't spot that, but of course you would spot that. But you know, you know what I? One of my favorite lines was in this bit where I think they'd started making the list, and then maybe they went back to the list like a little bit later in the episode. And they're like, he's like, right. So a reminder: Dan's an ass. You were an ass. Yeah. <laughs> you were an ass. Like when he goes over. I've, I've got a page. job. Kara smashed my heart. <laughs> I love that bit. It's just like, damn, as an ass, you were an ass. <laughs> like, so good. I love Keith's like delivery and sort of outlook on this stuff. He's great. Yeah, really good. Solid guy. So they have this whole back and forth when Lucas is saying, well, there's no point unpacking. We have to go back anyway. And they do the list and everything. And Lucas is already adamant he needs to go home. And I'm thinking, Lucas... Keith's just spent all this money and, and probably he's probably shelled out and bought you a bed, bought you furniture for your room. He's obviously bought a new fridge bigger than the one he would normally have. He usually just has a mini fridge filled of Frosties, but now he's got to get things for you. He's got to get milk. He's got to get butter. He's got to get the essentials that a growing boy needs for you, Lucas. This is money. This isn't free. This is... And he's got a job. He has a job. Oh, it's okay for you to just nearly willy do whatever the fuck you want but he's got a job commitments obligations where's his income coming from he can he go back to tree hill no do you know why your mother broke his heart and then he slept with his brother's wife he loved it he's not a virgin anymore and then that changed his life he has flashbacks to it at night. It's firmly in there. Every time he sees anyone with a fur coat, it reminds him of the fur rug that he was under under his lustful experience with Deb. But he needs some time. He needs to collect. He needs to discover himself again. He needs to center himself. He needs to remember touch. Touch. So, he needs to pick up jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Cabrera's. <laughs> I did. I did just think it's a bit unfair on Keith. Like he's trying to set up a life, and he keeps saying, "Why do we have to not get the things that we want? 
why can't we be the ones that you know you know this was the whole like morality issue that i was talking about earlier and that we we get to keith and keith is is the one person that needs to make a decision as to as to what happens here and morally the right thing to do is to go and visit your brother in hospital who's just had a heart attack on the back of finding you sleeping with his having well sorry having a a one-off that may not have been a one-off you know because he doesn't know with his wife or ex-wife depending on how you look at the paperwork um and uh, you know the moral issue here is that keith really doesn't want to go back and he's saying it's not fair and lucas kind of says can't search your heart your i know what your head's saying the right things but search your heart and he's like that's not fair don't dan's been an ass all of this time he's you know he's been a such a horrible person and he's he, he's made it clear that he's never really been a father to you meaning lucas and so on and so on and so on and so on and we go we go on and on and on but he he needs to decide this this is the the moral issue is do i go and visit my brother who i've put in hospital or like possibly being a contributing factor or do i leave it and make things potentially worse and and keith is the sort of person that would feel bad about that you know even without lucas saying anything so i i I think lucas is just steering him in the right direction and kind of saying you know we need to go back but um it's what an absolute ball ache to have packed all that stuff whacked it on a van and drive it down there to then have to drive it all back so that's why part of me thinks keith's gonna stay he just doesn't want to be moving again i mean he's lost his apartment it took him so long to pack <laughs> up in the first place to leave. And now yeah. he's got to do it all again. It took three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel sorry for Keith. Like, as in, he deserves to have that job. He'd be a great, you know, water body teacher or whatever the title is. So Auto shop. Auto shop, yeah. So I, I think I, he's going to keep the job. I don't think that's going to go. I, th- I think he's... Pop back, drop Luke off, dropped his shit off, poke one in Deb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> say hi really... to Dan. <laughs> Caught you off guard there, didn't I? <laughs> I really did. I was like halfway through breathing, which is a constant. You should always be breathing, but I was letting out a big exhale. It just, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he's gonna go back to charlestown and and start his new new life down there all i just visioned was just a hey deb one pump okay see you later <laughs> one pump <laughs> keith <laughs> there you go uh, <laughs> oh dear <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Season two. Yeah. <laughs> Season two. Yep. Okay. Well, so. Slab of okay. Beef. What a slab of beef. Okay, so that's kind of it with Keith. We've touched on the fact that he, you know, he hugs uh, Deb when he gets back, and and Keith and Dan sees. So. Back over to Lucas then. He calls Nathan at one point and they have a nice little conversation, sort of picking up off the vibes from the end of season one, which is nice. And he sort of ends with, so how did this whole marriage thing take place? And that leads into flashbacks with exposition of what happened. And we'll get to that when we talk to Nathan, talk about Nathan and Haley. 
I'm sorry, everybody. I'm really tired on this episode. I can feel my words like slurring. I'm not drinking. I'm not boozy. I promise. Not this um, time. Not this time. You never knew it. Pretty much all the other times, but not this time. Um, no, it's been like two times. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Forgot you were a priest. The... Locked in my chamber. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, going back, uh, Lucas has Lucas. Uh, he, yeah, <laughs> I'll, he, I'll carry on. <laughs> Lucas, uh, Lucas. Then, well, he obviously hugs uh, Karen. Karen now knows that he's back and is super happy about it. But they don't say anything, and it immediately moves on to um, Peyton and Brooke chasing each other around on the, the the beach still by their fire having fun and lucas appears in front of them and they're both a bit surprised and a bit stunned and it kind of ends there they're just sort of looking at him because they well we'll talk about it in a minute but they've just burnt his letter in the fire yeah. and uh what what you don't know this is a spoiler don but it picks up from this exact scene in the start of episode two and Lucas says, so Keith just told me about this little one poke thing with Deb. So I'm thinking one poke, two poke, and then I'll go back to Charlestown. <laughs> <laughs> going to catch up with Haley, three poke. Oh, God. And then I'm going to go <laughs> to the carousel, you know, see if Nikki's about. Oh, she's in Seattle, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Looking at open mics. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much Lucas. So what's your prediction for Lucas? Um, I think Lucas will say, did you get a chance to read the letter? And they'll say, no, the thing would barely even burn. It was so thick. <laughs> it like, 18 it was... pages, front <laughs> and back. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It was, it was like when she said, I hope there wasn't money in that. I was thinking yeah. maybe there was money in it because it was like a wad of like letter. That envelope was really thick. What the hell has that guy got to say? He's like 17. He's just quite... His quotes from Steinbeck. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's just co- put a copy of, of Mice and Men in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think he's, he needs to explain the letter somehow. So we need to find out the content. He'll see the letter in the fire. I have no doubt of that. He will see that, surely. Okay. And he'll be like, did you guys read it? And they'll be like, no, we decided not to. That'll be, that's Brooke. And Peyton will be like, uh, 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 oh, Luke, because he'll walk off and storm off like huffy little kid. And they'll go, she'll go chasing after him, and Brooke will be like, "Oh, fine, I see." And then um, they'll find out what's in the letter. It was probably a Travis CD the whole time. <laughs> Keeping up appearances. <laughs> <laughs> no one can say Travis without that coming into my mind. But okay, same. <laughs> so, <laughs> so should we go to Peyton and Brooke or Nathan and Haley? And then we've covered everyone. Let's sign off Peyton and Brooke. Then we okay. can smash through Peyton and Haley. No, I've done that all wrong. Nathan and Haley. I meant let's let's go to Peyton and Brooke and we can smash through Nathan and Haley. Um and then you can go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So Peyton and Brooke, they wake up, they're in I think Peyton's room. Yeah, no. Peyton's Peyton's in a room and Brooke comes in and says, doesn't anybody ring the doorbell in this town? So I'm like, I've been asking that for 22 episodes. Who's going <laughs> to knock or ring the bell? Come on, people. Lock your door. 
this is kind of like the start of them doing more meta jokes where like you know they're getting feedback from people that have watched the show and then starting to put some of these things in so i I like it when shows are self-aware like this like do you like things like this or you rather they didn't oh no i like it it's good it's fine keep that in yeah okay so they she says let's go have a great day bestest friend so everything's good here yeah uh we we see all the little clips of like bouncing that it's kind of like the between segment isn't it of what's happened between the end of the last episode and now it's clearing everything up for us so um we see peyton finding the note on the door and and keeping it she hides it she doesn't show brooke but she takes it with her when they go out on their day out so i kind of thought maybe she'd go look i had this yesterday i want to go through it with you and that didn't happen until like the end of their sequence now Mm. a couple of things to to talk about 16 17 year olds hiring a speedboat or some sort of powerful boat what world is that allowed to happen it's her dad's it's her dad's boat oh is it she says oh you've been out on my dad's boat before and then she says yeah but usually your dad's on it like you know driving it and and she's like well it's easy to drive it's like a car but on water i i missed all of that i i I must because i was just focusing so much and like why the hell these people got this this boat just out of nowhere but i didn't realize so okay my mistake but there was remember brooke comes from a lot of money yeah that's true so it's like yes didn't even know she had a dad until now so well and maybe maybe a mum that hates her <laughs> maybe it's travis we've got, we've got <laughs> he, he, wait is travis a person no it's, it's a, a band, band isn't it yeah that's that's the joke that's made isn't it by brooke in the first oh, yeah that's what i was doing that's what i was doing <laughs> yes colonel <laughs> <laughs> keeping up <appearance>. so <laughs> um yeah, go on. I was just <laughs> going to say they have their moment on the boat. Um, it's quite nice and chatty, almost a bit flirty, but you know that's fine. Brooke then flashes <laughs> that's you this... and me. That's what <laughs> we do, so. Yeah, true. Brooke if then anything, flashes. We're a beer commercial, doll. Yeah. <laughs> Brooke flashes the the boat of boys that goes past and she's like boys are easy kind of gonna stay away oh and, and like later on she says she wants to stay away from relationships and peyton makes jokes about it and they make jokes about this that and the other and then the the hard-hitting conversation about lucas comes in and she's you know peyton's like you can't miss him you're allowed to miss him that's fine and she's like well i miss him a bit but it's kind of what annoys me is how he left he's just gone without saying anything and then brooke mentions the letter and pulls it out and uh, not Brooke Payton, sorry, mentions the letter, pulls it out, goes, Look, I got this on the door, I haven't read it. I was just, oh, you were just going to read it for yourself, that's it, and it kind of kicks off again. What I really liked about the the next bit of this segment when they're back on, like, the pier, on the dock or whatever, is when Payton says, more or less, like, paraphrasing here, um, look, I wasn't going to read it. I didn't want to read it on my own. That's not what I was going to do. My intention was to read it with you, but we've been getting on so well these last couple of days. I didn't want to ruin it. And and that's it. Matter of fact, right there. Thank God someone has actually just said what they want to say straight away. And we haven't had like a four-day silent treatment or anything like that. It's just like, yeah, just say what you got to say and make it, you make it all right straight away. None of this bullshitting stuff. Don't like pause. 
and look into the distance while Brooke storms off. Just get it out. And she did, and it's good, and it's kind of all good between them. Then they're on the beach. They burn the letter. Lucas appears. We'll see what happens when we get there. Yeah, well put. And I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I agree. It was it was really good. I, I also, I like the bit where they jump into the water. They don't have the swimsuits and they're like splashing the water on each other. And this was the first time I noticed that the camera operator must have also been in a wetsuit in the water or on a very, very low boat because they're this like shot from the angle of someone else that's in the water. Unless that's Deb coming to claim her sixth and seventh victim. <laughs> she just drives off in the boat and they're left yeah. in the open water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so what's your prediction for Brooke and Peyton going forward? They need to find out what was on the letter. Lucas is, is going to tell them what was in the letter and say, well, if you read the letter, you would know exactly how I felt about both of you and what I think and the reason why I felt like I had to get away. Um, but I'm back and these are these are the reasons why. Um, so I, I'm just not sure. I think Peyton will be the one to get that information out of him and extract that from him. Um, and I think Brooke maybe seeing past it as well because, you know, we did the hose before bros bit right before he appeared. So I, I think that's going to play a heavy part in the next few episodes at least uh, in terms of how they they deal with Lucas being back but he was only gone for a day so yeah they're they're not they're not going to be that used to him being away Um, but they've had that emotional experience together of getting it off their chest and getting it out their system and and resetting Uh, and hopefully him reappearing doesn't knock that relationship too much but it will have a slight impact but hopefully it will be those two kind of versus lucas until they can all be friends again okay and are you shipping one of them with lucas over the other or are you shipping lucas with somebody someone else that's neither one of them um i don't know whether i ship it if that's the right turn of phrase i I think he'll end up with peyton right okay but that's two questions so who you that's who you think he's going to end up with shipping is like who do you want him to be with yeah yeah exactly. I, I i don't want him to be with either of them really i don't think i i would pick okay. him to be with peyton over brooke um, okay but yeah and i think that will that'll happen anyway i think he'll end up with peyton okay but so is there any character in the show that you would want him to be with if it yeah anyone if you could choose deb they're not related they're not related only only by name (laughs) only by name but okay uh, at the moment no there isn't anyone okay you'll let me know if that changes of course on whatever episode it appears she'd like this mysterious woman appears i'll be the first to know you promise always i believe you (laughs) so nathan and Haley also involved in there is Haley's mum, Haley's dad, Haley's mum's friend. I loved all of that. Like, literally <laughs> it's the best, isn't it? Getting to Haley's house was brilliant. And um I it just kind of when Haley first walks in the kitchen 
and she's calling out to her mum and and what's the lady's name like Is Marie or... Ma- Marion Miriam Mar- Marion I think yeah Marion yeah oh hey honey you okay and she like goes and gives her a hug and so I'm thinking Haley's adopted that's yeah, cool it's the, the misdirect yeah yeah I think oh Haley's adopted that's great but she's this lady hasn't met Nathan before that seems odd and then it very very quickly comes to light that she's not and it's a friend of the family and obviously an old friend and so on and so forth and that that's quite a funny you know passing comment and bit of you know exactly what you said misdirect from from who the writers and stuff like that um so that that was really that was good i enjoyed that and then she like makes a comment about Haley being a virgin and like and ain't ain't that a damn shame and i can't <laughs> yeah. tell whether she's like cuz Haley's fine or because um nathan is fine oh i can't, I can't tell I thought it was because, oh, I never thought of it that way. I think it's because Haley, yeah, because of Haley, like as in, you know, I don't know. But <laughs> the more we talk, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't know. None of this is appropriate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is it Lydia? Yeah, Lydia and Lydia. Jimmy. I think is the dad. So Lydia comes in with the newspaper and says. Oh, hard to write, and uh, like, oh, this is the article I want to show you. Hard to write it when you got your head so far up your ass. Immediately yeah. knew knew I liked Lydia. I thought I'm going to like Lydia. This is great. Yeah, um, that's like something you would say, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so, um, she was so good. Oh, hey Nathan, did you, uh, you did you climb in through the window again? Like uh, it was a secret between them, but the parents obviously know, and they're just letting it happen, which is great. And uh, it's like, no, no, I found the door. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and she's like, Mom, I've got something to tell you. That's when the whole, like, pregnancy thing comes up. She's like, you pregnant? You knocked up? You got a bun in the oven? And she just keeps throwing up these these things. She's like, Mom, I want to talk about it, but, like, sensibly. And she's like, okay, okay, like, kick Marion out or whatever her name is. And then she goes to the window, opens the window, and I think this is probably my favourite my favorite line. It's certainly my favourite moment in the, in the whole episode. And the mum just shouts, Jimmy, kitchen, Haley's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what brilliant. A great moment. Doesn't care about the, the neighbours or image or anything like that. She's so free. She's so funny. What, what a great family to come from. Like, can you imagine Dan or Deb doing that? It would have been like, the neighbours might hear, and kicking off. I think it is really important (laughs) because it shows where Hayley gets her humour from because she's really funny, naturally, from the very first episode. Like, from the pilot when um, she's talking with Lucas and she's like, oh, the pages are stuck together, Luke. You've been reading this, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And, uh, And then the dad is just as good as well. Yeah, the dad walks in, I'm like... There's Huey Lewis. <laughs> I I I was still at this point didn't think Jimmy would be Huey Lewis. I still Can you imagine he... if it was Jimmy if it was Jimmy from the River Corps. Yeah, <laughs> that's where he's been. He's Haley's dad. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and he walks in and he's like, "Oh, hey Nathan, you managed to? Did you climb up through the window? Or and like, oh no, he found the door. Oh, you found the door. Well done. <laughs> and uh, oh, probably." My next favourite line is is in this scene as well, where Nathan says, oh, you know, I'm emancipated from my parents and there's something <laughs> yeah. I, I want to ask you. He goes, I'm going to stop you there. Uh, if we're going to adopt you, there's no way that you can <laughs> see Hayley anymore because you two making out, it's just going to be weird or something like that. <laughs> like, what a great yeah. line. 
He said, you can't do it in public at least. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought, what a great, like, combo as well. And and, and really well done as well. I thought they were hilarious. Considering we've never met these people before, there's not really been much mention of them other than my parents or this is their house or my dad's working and this, that and the other. I I thought this was brilliant. What a great pairing as well. And they did it Mm. so well. Yeah, really good. I love all of that. Uh, well, if we continue from that, and then we'll go backwards to where that where they start in the episode. But they they get to it. They say that they Nathan says, "I want to marry your daughter." They laugh it off, and then quite quickly they say, "Okay, we'll talk about this." And then we cut to them talking about it, and Haley listening from the stairs, and uh, the mum saying, "Well, look, you know, if if she if we say no." She hates us. She keeps seeing him anyway. Uh, and then she, you know, leads to a life of prostitution and living in the gutter. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, uh, she, she basically says that she'll get pregnant, have the baby. Uh, like she'll drop out of college, get pregnant, have a baby, uh, take to drugs. She'll she'll start smoking crack and live under a bridge or something, or live on the streets, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which I thought brilliant. <laughs> I mean, not brilliant that uh, that might happen, but brilliant that she's brought that up as reasoning to defend her daughter. Yeah, completely. And and they say, you know, that uh, Lydia says that her parents didn't approve of her marrying him, and uh, said that you know it doesn't change it didn't change how she felt about him, and you know she did it anyway, and that you know Haley is very sensible and you know needs to if this is what she wants to do then they want to support that so I thought it was really nice but what did you make of all of that it was a it was a really 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 good moment and having a little bit of background into them as well saying you know my my parents didn't want me to marry you because you know whatever reason they give um but I did that anyway because I, I love you a lot and I can see you could you could tell that they could see the the love and the relationship there. Nathan was very respectful and it just felt like a really nice scene. And then the, the whole time, the whole time that they got married, I've been thinking, who was their witnesses? <laughs> That's all that mattered to me is who witnessed this wedding? Because by law, you have to. And I know over in America, you have to as well. You have to have someone witness it to say that it's, you know, a legitimate wedding. So I'm thinking this whole time, who's witnessed it? And now we know. Now we know it was Jimmy and Lydia. Huey Lewis yeah. was a Haley's <laughs> wedding. <laughs> hopefully he hopefully he played afterwards at the reception. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but um, they they it was on the beach, so that was all really nice. Uh, and then so before we get there, we get the flashback to how this marriage happened, how the proposal happened, and Nathan basically said to Haley in bed, you know, he was uh, loved loves this moment and doesn't ever want it to to stop he could love her for you know the rest of his life why can't forever start today he could love her forever why can't forever start today um you know he's emancipated marry me and uh he's like i'm serious and she's like we we can't do this and he's like oh, I'm, i mean it um it's a really nice moment what what, what did you think i completely agree i mean nathan had probably the nicest and most heartfelt lines in this whole episode of anyone and probably of you know if you if you look at the whole season that's that's just gone before this episode probably the most heartfelt words of of anyone has had so far um and that was just the first 
bit of it and it, it was a really nice touching moment and he it's kind of he's so in love and at that point of 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 loving this person so much that he already knows that he just wants to to seal it somehow and make that make make it his own and and continue with that feeling and she definitely feels the same and it just feels right to him at that moment and that's that's a beautiful thing yeah it's awesome really nice um so then we also we've spoken about them at the hospital um with uh deb and then we get to like the end of the episode <laughs> and nathan walks in he looks like he's been um playing basketball maybe not at the river court maybe at the hoop at his apartment complex that we know about because if you've seen our q a video you know <laughs> um but and uh he comes in and Haley's in a bit of a state. She's upset. She's been alphabetizing their CDs and they have no doubles. Wilco cannot go next to Wu-Tang Clan. And Nathan says, it's not my fault. You listen to some garbage music. You know? <laughs> um, but she's upset. She's saying, I can't be a wife. Like she wants to go back to her own room, you know, because now she's like, you know, moving into his apartment and, all of this stuff. Uh, and he says, you know, I will love you always. I will protect you always. And then it flashes to their wedding. And their wedding vow was always and forever. Which, Dom, I always tell you when these things are important. This is an incredibly important part of the show. This is incredibly t-shirt printed, you know, worthy. It's very, very important. In fact, I'll tell you one it's not a spoiler, but you know, at the end of uh, when a show is finished, it's run like all of its seasons. They sometimes would do, you know, like a special about the making of the show and all of that stuff. So the making of the show is um, is for One Tree Hill. It's like an hour long special, which we definitely will cover once we've finished everything as like a bonus episode. And it's called Always and Forever. As you know, One Tree Hill to us is Always and Forever. So it's incredibly important. Um, I actually, on my arm, in a kind of a similar fashion, but it's not One Tree Hill related, it's just coincidental, but I actually have my wedding vows uh, on my wrist as part of my tattoo sleeve, which says, in this life and next, because that was what my wife and I's wedding vow was, rather than till death do us part, we said, in this life and the next life. And I, I always say to her, that means that I get my next lifetime to convince her to then do another lifetime after that with me <laughs> so yeah I, I really love all of that i love their their wedding and the, the romance what what did you think uh and nathan's words were uh, you know really lovely and um you know very important like you've just said because he he says um you know the beach that we're on might one day wash away the oceans might dry up and on that day I will still love you and, and I always will. And that's the sentiment that was coming from it. And yeah, Nathan has definitely had the most sentimental lines of, of the show so far. Um, and Haley just smiled the whole way through and she looks at her mom and um, her mom and dad give a kind of a, an approving smile and nod back. They're, they're clearly happy to be there because they've, they've said, yes, a minor can marry the emancipated boy. With, with girly hands but yeah <laughs> i don't think he's got girly hands really but i just think it's funny <laughs> and then and so that's that's where we're at so what what's your prediction for nathan and Haley going forward 
the married um, couple. Married couple, yeah. They, that bit of tension in their room, and she has the ring off, and he picks it up and puts it back on her. Is like, no, this is this is going to happen. I don't care who knows. I don't care who says what. I love you, and that's that's the way we're going to live our life. Happy. I actually think there's there's some weight to this marriage, and it will last as much as Lucas, you know. <laughs> maybe an interfering factor at some point in terms of I've always loved you Haley. Haley, like, oh I always loved you too, but I kinda love your brother more now. I do think there's there's some longevity to this marriage. The whole nine seasons. I don't know, I'd be too bold to, to put that prediction in now, wouldn't I? Oh, I guess we we call it not eight seasons because one season's like gone. So Yeah. Isn't that oh. a bit sad? I feel a bit sad. I'm, oh my God. Like, like, I know we're not near get, the end, but... Like, really happy to get to season two, but sad that the first season's gone already. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. <laughs> okay, so is that it? Have we covered everybody? Yeah, that's it. There's no Rivercourt guys. There's no Mouth. Um, I know he's included in that, but uh, that's it. That is everyone. Okay, so this is obviously normally where we'd put in our Patreon commercial, but we already we got excited and put that in earlier. So <laughs> we'll take this moment to say... If you can, please go and support uh, James Lafferty and another cast member that I, I, well, I can say his name, Stephen Coletti, uh, on their, Dom doesn't know, so no it's fine. No idea who that is. So. <laughs> James Lafferty and Stephen Coletti on their, uh, their latest venture, Everyone is Doing Great. It is streaming on Hulu. Unfortunately, in the UK here, we can't access it. I'm desperate to watch it. <laughs> Um, but can't so hopefully it will be made available in the UK or if someone if someone knows a way some way that I can watch it please DM on the Instagram or the email or Patreon or whatever because I really want to see it but go support them with it everyone is doing great from all the reviews and everything it looks like it's amazing so uh, yeah check that out support the One Tree Hill cast as always so Dom let's move into our judgments who was your favourite performer of the episode? I'm finding this one really difficult to answer because there's there's bits and bobs from other episodes in there and I, I was trying to discount that as much as possible. So any of the the like almost like cutaway pre-scenes. But then I thought actually they filmed that for this episode. So it all counts. It, it's that's nothing to do with season one except for you know, the little clips that we'd already seen, but there was additional bits added in. So um, I found it quite difficult. I actually think um, uh, James Lafferty is going to be my favourite performer, but mostly for the delivery of his of his lines. Uh, you know, the, the loving moments um, when he's in his apartment with Hayley, um, the bit at their wedding... And also when he's talking to the parents and he's being respectful and he's saying, you know, I want to marry your daughter. It's, it's all very calm and respectful and then loving and you get the emotions from him. Although facially his his appearance doesn't change, you know, he doesn't, other than when he's like laughing and stuff like that, he, he's always quite got that sort of same sort of face. It's not resting bitch face, but it's kind of like that, if that makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't, it do, doesn't have that. He's not as expressive as a lot of the other characters, but I just felt like he just performed it really well in this episode. It was very close to being Craig Sheffer, and it was also very close to being um, well, Barry, Barry Corbin. Woods. Oh, Barry Corbin. 
yeah, just for his, but his, his bit was a bit small, so um, I thought I'd give it to someone who's in it, you know, pretty consistently all the way through. So yeah, today it's James Lafferty. Nice. What about yourself, my friend? I'm really torn, um, like same with as you, uh, between James Lafferty, yep, amazing, and I thought Craig Sheffield was really good, and I thought Barbara Allen Woods was really good as well at displaying the sort of variety of emotions. So I think I'm going to go with James Lafferty and agree with you because I think he... He had really sincere moments, and I think that his these are things we haven't really seen from him yet. Like um, this is uh, expanding his range as an actor even further. I think so. I agree. Really good, really good performance. Who was your favorite character? Uh, I I think I'm gonna go with Keith. So I'll I'll split the uh, the accolades across the two of them, but. Again, this was really hard to pick because it, it's between, for me, it's between um, Nathan, Haley, Keith, Whitey. So those four really, Lucas even as well. Lucas, you know, and Chad, Michael Murray did a really good job of, of the episode. Um, but he, again, yeah, it was really difficult to pick. But I think Keith just edges it for me in terms of his character and kind of what he's saying back and then doing the right thing at the end. Good choice. I, I, I totally can see that. Um, I am going to say... I'm going to say Hayley. Uh, I think that she, she... She got a lot of punishment this episode. Like, as in she... And she... You know, didn't had times of doubting her her marriage at the end. She already, you know, the fear, feeling young, which she is. Um, you know, speaking to her parents, the whole thing in the chapel with with Deb was was really difficult. And I think she stayed strong. And Nathan was a great support. And you know, potentially he he could also be character of the episode. But I think that she. Um, you know, showed weakness, showed vulnerability, and yeah, I should go goes to her for me this week. What about your favourite song? There was quite a lot of songs that were recognisable in this episode. Yeah, there's a few. So um, there was "See Me" was playing right at the beginning. Uh, I think that's by Rob Giles, which is um, I think I was playing at the funeral. So literally, we started with it with a song straight away. Um, then there was a song called Empty Apartment by Yellow Card. Um, then we hear uh, Take Your Mama by the Scissor Sisters <laughs> and She Will Be Loved Again by Maroon 5. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've already picked that one before because it was the only song we <laughs> recognised. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely going to pick Take Your Mama because as soon as the first note came in, I was like, oh, that's that's something completely different, isn't it? That's <laughs> not had anything like that featuring in the show yet. Um, so that was quite exciting. So I'll go with Take Your Mama by the Scissor Sisters. Nice. Um, I'm going to take uh, the one at the funeral. Yeah, See Me. I like that one. Cool. Favourite line? Um, I'm going to have to go with Jimmy, kitchen, <laughs> Haley's pregnant. <laughs> what about yours? Line. I'm going to go, that's a great line. I'm going to go with Whitey's, um, 
you know I, I if i was your age i would i would do it i would do everything and uh i wouldn't care how i looked while i was doing it and then i'd turn around and i'd do it all again because that's reminiscent of when he said to keith when are you going to start living keith you know i love all of that yeah definitely i completely agree that's a great line to pick great moment i mean whitey is always going to hold that special place in my heart and then when i found out that my sad face that's the closest i've ever come to an emotional response to a tv show or film <laughs> so there you go the the one tree hill family can experience that with me <laughs> he's finally showing emotion <laughs> the tin man is getting a heart <laughs> you're, you're foring the ice is boring okay favorite background performer do you have one i yes i'm not sure I'm, it might be a nurse mine nurse. was between two between so, two they both had one line each please share so it was the uh, the female receptionist when Karen says, you know, I I'm he's the father of my son. So that was a one line, and then the other one line was the um, Whitey's doctor, and he explains about the the tumor. So I'm never going to choose that one because that involves, you know, a tumor. So and Whitey's you know potential pain. So I'm never choosing that one. So I choose the receptionist. Uh, can I choose the nurse that says your your mum's in the chapel? Well, I think she's in the chapel. Does she have one line? Yeah, that works. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick her. Excellent. So then, last but not least, is the precious precious rating. So, Dom, did you have a number in mind when watching this episode? Yes. And did it increase or decrease during the duration of the episode? On my second watched, it changed. Did it go up or did it go down? It went up. Ooh. So okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you started at an eight and you ended at a nine, or you might have started at a nine and ended at a ten. I don't know. I don't know. Could okay, have been five and ended at a six. Never was. Never <laughs> was. All right, say it on three. Absolutely. Okay. One, two, three. Nine. Ten. <gasps> I've gone higher than you for the first time ever. Wow. I'm Tell speechless. me why it is a nine, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was amazing. I really enjoyed this episode. Uh I mean, firstly, I just want to more comment on the fact that you've gone 10. Remembering where we started, the pilot, the first episode of season one, you gave a six, which I then made you retcon to a seven. Um, <laughs> and and now we're on the, fir the first episode of season two and you're throwing out the 10. I love it. I mean, I, I wanted to say 10, um, but I thought, to be honest, it's mind games because I thought that you just wouldn't, you weren't going to be there. I thought you was going to be on a nine and I thought, well, if I go nine and he goes nine, I'm happy with it being a nine. But I'm more than happy with it being a 10. I think it's a great episode. It moves the pendulum along. It shows us, uh, we get even further in depth with our characters from, you know, what happened at the end of season one. And uh, as you always say, it leaves you wanting to know what's going to happen next. So I'm fully down for a 10 what uh what was your reason for giving it a 10 
Um, I I thought on my first watch when I was making the videos, I thought you know there were some really entertaining moments, and I I made a bit of fun about there being a psychopath murderer. Um, <laughs> I, I I just think that the whole episode had that been the pilot, like everything that was built into this episode had become the pilot for whatever reason what would i rate it and that's what i kept thinking is that if this is this is the first time i'd watched it how how would i rate it and obviously there's things that you wouldn't understand um, and we know that speaking to alex last week that he came in like right at the end of season one and had to go back and start again and watch it and i was thinking what would happen if i'd watched this episode now and how would i feel about it and if it'd been the first one i watched i don't think i would have given it a 10 but it certainly would have been higher than a six, which I gave the original pilot. So for me, I think knowing what I know about all of these characters already, knowing kind of where I want them to go and what the potentials are, I want this to be a higher number. Um, and it feels like a higher number. And then a lot of the content of the episode was great. I mean, there's, there's bits that we didn't talk about so much, but there's a bit where um, I'm pretty sure there's some words added in for Haley where she says, maybe so. She says the line, maybe so, when... Um, Nathan and her in bed talking about getting married, you know, when they're all mm. wet and they've just come home or whatever. And her mouth doesn't move, but she says maybe so. So they've obviously added it in post-production, which happens. Um, there's all these little bits in this episode and the continuity errors and stuff like that. It didn't detract from the, the message and the theme of the episode. You know, those moral issues, Whitey's involvement in the episode and making Karen feel like she can go and do more. Um keith's like why should i go and do that i'm gonna be happy here i'm starting a new life myself i don't need to be in tree hill and then kind of ending up there anyway taking lucas back lucas not really knowing what he wants to do but you know his relationship with nathan is already solid they have a chat on the phone um and it feels like he's making more of an effort around that than nathan it kind of felt like nathan answered the phone and didn't know who it was and i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah. but there were so many elements of this entire episode that i thought i've just carried on from the height of the previous episodes and that feeling and that momentum has continued so they've clearly had a lot of time between seasons and they've been filming it and putting it together you know but i i don't see that gap i just see the immediate and i think they've that they've captured that the essence of the ending of the previous season and carried that on um so for me it was great having a guest star in it in huey lewis <laughs> was was amazing having Haley and uh, Nathan go and see Haley's parents. That whole bit was brilliant. Just their sentiment was fantastic. I just really liked it. Uh, we saw a different side to um, Dan, really, realistically, when he was going to say that he loves it, uh, love Deb still. Um, there were so many answers that we got from this episode. So many answers. But now we have so many more questions. So mm. it, it's just a t the only thing that was missing, other than like a few characters, like, you know, there's mention of Jake. There's no mention of um, Mouth and the Rivercourt guys, but y you know that's to be expected because it wasn't involved. But the only thing that was missing was basketball. So, and actually, uh, that didn't detract from the rest of it for me. So, yeah, really, really happy to give it a ten. Are you happy to meet me at a ten? I think I can get there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I love it, and great, great analysis and review. You're really on fire today. Love it. Oh, um. Damn. So not to say that you're not every week, you always are, but I can just, you're extra passionate this week and I love it. I'm well um, rested apparently, so that's probably why. <laughs> you, you're well rested and I'm exhausted. And, and you're so. knackered, yeah. <laughs> but that's, um, that's awesome. And 
are amazing. I can't wait to continue on this journey. It is there is like a sadness every time we do an episode. It's like oh no, it's another episode that we can't do again. <laughs> like another one over. unless unless we do a whole other podcast afterwards doing your rewatch. Can you imagine <laughs> we cover every episode again? But now you've re I. You know, I could potentially try and pitch this to you in a few years' time. <laughs> but excellent. So let us know what you would rate this episode out of ten. We want to know if we're if we're alone in this or we getting this right. What do you think this episode is? So let us know. Instagram, Patreon, email. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe. Hit in the little five star thing on the podcast app or however you're listening really makes a difference because it helps make our show more visible and you know to to gain more listeners so we really appreciate that our chad michael murray face mask review uh contest is still open dom we received one can i read it to you oh please do so we have received a review which is somebody that has, has now entered our contest because they have uh, met the criteria. So remember, all you have to do is enter this contest to win a Chad Michael Murray face mask with a personalized handwritten message on there from Dom and I. All you have to do is write a review and slip in there, blend in about Lucas's soul patch and him having squinty eyes. And that's all you have to do and you'll be entered and we will ship these face masks worldwide. So here's the review. It says, fantastic podcast for every One Tree Hill fan. Five stars. Love this podcast. Dom and Simon are great hosts. Love the first watch slash rewatch element. Breaking down the episodes by character is fabulous. Love listening to your season one recap so far. We all know Lucas's soul patch and squinty eyes is a highlight of season one. <laughs> okay, it's Naily and always and forever be Naily. I love that. It's Thank so, you so good, much. isn't who, it? Who, who's that from? So that's from Kathleen uh, from Australia. Thank you so much, Kathleen. We love that. Thank you, Kathleen. You are officially entered into the contest. So fingers crossed that you get selected and we will send out one of these Chad Michael face, Chad Michael Murray face masks out to you in Australia, which would be awesome. So join Kathleen and write a review and help us out. We really appreciate it. We appreciate any level of support. Appreciate, uh, you know, Patreon, uh, ravenhoops.net, all of that good stuff. Dom? Uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Ravens Podcast. We're also at 1030 Productions as well. Um, so find us on there. And we do another podcast, which is about prison break called uh, Fox River uh, Fox River Podcast. Uh, and that is also on Instagram at Fox River Podcast. So any any level of support you give us is, is fantastic. Uh, we love it. We love hearing from you guys. Um, we love talking about this stuff. So thank you so much for listening. It means so much to us. We really appreciate it. So, Dom, what accent will we do our Ravens on? Oh, I picked the last one. I think. I think. I think I could pick the last two. I picked on our sort of bonusy episodes, which you can listen yeah. to on our Patreon. Um. So, what do we want to go for? What we're we thinking? Um. I'm going to say just like what what Wilmington sounds like, what Tree Hill sounds like, kind of the. 
just American kind of Chad, like. Did you go for Chad's voice? <laughs> I don't. Okay, it's like husky, I'll do husky voice sort of thing, isn't it? It's like oh, it's a little bit oh. <laughs> you got to do the squinty eyes. We're gonna do the Ravens. Ravens on free. Ravens. Are you count? Are you counting? Uh, okay, I'll do the count, but. You've gotta, you gotta say Ravens like you, like you've read it in a Steinbeck book. <laughs> Have you read it in a book, Peyton? Uh, I, I read it in a book. <laughs> I, I, I painted a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go a little bit Irish there? I painted a picture. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Ravens on free. One. Two, three, Ravens. Ravens.